Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. Hello, this next podcast is called Assembling the Garments for the Priest According to the Lord's Design. It covers Exodus chapter 39, verses 1 through 43. You can also find this at Books of the Bible in Smaller Chunks on https colon double backslash bible in smaller chunks b-i-b-l-e-i-n-s-m-a-l-l-e-r-c-h-u-n-k-s dot blogspot b-l-o-g-s-p-o-t dot com i felt led to write this for people in our busy world so that they could listen to the bible and have those connections with the lord in smaller chunks of time also i in doing this, I'm ever mindful of Revelations chapter 22, verses 18 through 19, where we're not to add to or take away from anything in the Bible. So having this on my heart, that I'm supposed to do this, I was contemplating how I could accomplish this. But the thing the Lord had on my heart was, in response to all my prayers was that I'm not supposed to alter the meaning of what's in the Bible. Uh, he has shown me that there's times where he has it on my heart to add to the meaning, but not to alter the meaning. Um, sometimes that's paraphrasing background information or other things to add clarity. I put those almost most of the times within brackets. And if it's a very significant thing that's added to it, add that background information and clarity, I usually will change the font if you're on the internet and you read it so that I'm in the color of the font so that draws extra attention like that was added but a lot of times within brackets I will have who's speaking who's being spoken to because it's quite common in the Bible to say he was talking to him it's like oh who's to him who's to him so I'll put those things but I don't I just leave it the same color as the rest of the font um as the majority of the font for things like that. But if it's something very significant, then I will I will change the color to draw attention to it. Or I will tell you if I'm reading it to you, the things that I've changed the color on. Um, also, in addition to that, sometimes there's transition words or more current terms. Sometimes, um, there's condensing, combining, and compressing similar words. I leave, I don't include repetitive text if it doesn't add to the meaning and it doesn't affect the meaning. Now, if that adds emphasis or it adds additional meaning, sure, I leave it in within that chapter. You know, it may be spoken of in some other chapter, but that's a whole different thing. But if it's just repetitive and it's not adding to the meaning and it doesn't take away from the meaning, it won't be included. And um, in doing that, it changes the verse numbering and it makes it almost impossible for what I'm doing. So being prayerful about that, the response on my heart was that I tell you arrange like I did today. This is Exodus chapter 39, verses 1 through 43. So you know the vast majority of pertinent things that the Lord had on my heart to include from that chapter will be here. Um, let's see. Also, when I get to a point that is uh, foretelling of a future event, I will say, ah, there's an asterisk. 
it's telling of a future event. And if I can summarize that briefly at the end of the passage, I will, but sometimes I'm not able to do that briefly. And um, Jesus's words will be in red when they get to the New Testament, but again, we're just in Exodus, so it'll be a while till we get to that. And um, all of this is done with many, many, many prayers and primarily the King James Version Bible. And additionally, at times I will use BibleGateway.com, BibleHub.com and other internet resources as necessary. And I also felt led to put this in a table format. Um, my impression is that it might be helpful for some people that the, this format makes it easier to read it quickly or easier to understand the text within the, the Bible passages. Um, here we go. Assembling the garments of the priests according to the Lord's design. They made the clothing of service for ministering in the holy place and made the holy garments for Aaron. Okay, so I need to clarify. When I'm reading this, I'm thinking, oh, people could take it two different ways. They didn't make the clothing in the holy place. They made it for when they minister in the holy place. So I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. And made the garments for Aaron as the Lord commanded a blue, purple, and scarlet red. The ephod, ephod, and I have this within brackets. This is a decorative vestment of the high priest. So that, that's just additional information um, because I didn't know what ephod was. I had to look it up. So I figured you might not know too. Um, was made of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet red of fine woven linen. The they beat the gold into thin sheets and cut it into thin wires to work it into the blue, purple, scarlet, and scarlet red, and the fine linen with skillful work. They made shoulder straps for it that were coupled together at its two edges. The intricately woven girdle of the ephod was the same, and the girdle's kind of like a belt sash, something of that order. The girdle part one. Um, the ephod, I told you, is the decorative vest. Was the same workmanship and was woven of gold, purple, gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen. They sent set onyx stone enclosed in settings of gold, and they were carved with the 12 names of the sons of Israel, like signets are carved. In the backstory, Israel is also named Jacob. And Actually, his first name, Jacob, and the Lord came to him and said, you will no longer be called Jacob, you will be called Israel. So sometimes I'll put Israel slash Jacob or vice versa. But just so you know, they're the same person. It took me a while to get figure, figured that out if it was two different people. But in reading the Bible many times cover to cover, it became clear to me. But I want to make sure it's clear to you as well. He put them on the shoulders of the ephod as a memorial stones for the sons of Israel as the Lord commanded Moses. The breastplate was a skillful work woven like a, the workmanship of the ephod of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread of fine woven linen. The breastplate was doubled and was a square one by one span. Spans the length of measurement when doubled. In it, they set four rows of stones enclosed in settings of gold in the mounting. The first row was a ruby, a topaz, a red garnet. The second row was an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row was a jacinth, J-A-C-I-N-T-H. It looks like 
jackson but agate and amethyst the second row of crystal onyx and jasper each of the 12 stones was carved with a different name of the two 12 sons of israel and then the half here also known as jacob according to the 12 tribes they made pure gold for the ends of the breastplate like braided cord they also made two settings of gold and two rings and put the two braided chains of gold in the two rings on the ends of the breastplate and fastened the ends of the two braided chains um, in the two settings and put them on the shoulder straps of the front of the ephod. They also made two rings of gold and put them on the two ends of the inward side of the ephod. They made two other gold rings and put them on the two shoulder straps underneath the ephod toward its front, right at the seam, above the intricately woven girdle of the ephod. They bound the breastplate by means of its rings to the rings of the ephod with blue cords so that it could be above the intricately woven band of the ephod that the breastplate would not come loose from the ephod. So that the breastplate could not come loose from the ephod. He made the robe of the ephod all of blue woven work, and there was an opening in the middle of the robe, like the opening in a coat of mail, you know, like, uh, like Renaissance time, a coat of mail, with a woven binding all around the opening so that it wouldn't tear. On the hem of the robe, they alternated pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet, and fine woven linen, and bells made of pure gold in between the pomegranates in a pattern all around the robe to ministering. They made artistically woven coats of fine linen for Aaron and his sons and a turban of fine linen and decorated hats of fine linen and short trousers of fine woven linen as an undergarment beneath the robe and a sash of fine woven linen with blue, purple, and scarlet thread of needlework as the Lord commanded Moses. They made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold and wrote an inscription on it like the engraving on a signet that says holiness to the Lord. They tied to it a blue cord to fasten it above the turban as the Lord commanded Moses. Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation was finished. Just an aside. So they're in the wilderness during the 40 years. God wanted them to have a uh, church of sorts to worship in, but they're moving from place to place at various times. Go to a place, stay for whatever amount of time, so they're guided to go elsewhere, and they stay there for a amount of time. So the Lord had gave Moses very, very detailed information for how to construct the tent, how to construct the furniture, the altars, the, the tables, different things within it. And um, but they had to be able to be moved from place to place. So it's a big church, that's a big, big, big tent, so it can collapse and be folded down and move from place to place. And all the furniture has like rings on the ends, you know, like on the left side, a ring on each corner, and on the right side, a ring on each corner, and they put big long poles in it and they carry it to the next place. Okay. Um, Okay, so I'm going to reread this whole sentence because I stopped to explain in between. That's all the work of the tabernacle and the tent of the congregation was finished. And the children of Israel, and they don't mean 
like little kids of Israel. They mean of the family of Israel, of the people of Israel, did according to all the Lord had commanded Moses, so they did. They brought um, to Moses the tabernacle, the tent, and all its furnishings, its clasps, boards, bars, pillars, its sockets, the covering of ram's skins dyed red, the covering of badger skins, and the veil of covering, the ark of the testimony, and the ark of the testimonies where they keep the two tablets with the Ten Commandments in it, with its poles and mercy seat and the table and all its vessels and utensils and the showbread and the pure golden candlestick with its lamp, lamp set in, set in order and all its vessels, utensils and the oil for the light, the golden altar, the anointing oil, the sweet incense, the hanging screen for the tabernacle door, the brass altar, its grate of brass, its poles and all its vessels and utensils, the basin and its base, the hangings of the court, its pillars, its sockets, the hanging screen for the court gate, its cords, its pegs, all the vessels, utensils for the service of this tabernacle for the tent of the congregation. The clothes of the service to minister in the holy place, the holy garments of Aaron the priest and his son's garments to minister in the priest's office. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the work. Moses looked over all the work and behold, they had done it as the Lord commanded and Moses blessed them. The next time I share a podcast, there will be over Exodus 40 verses 1 through 37 putting the tabernacle of the Lord together according to the Lord's plan. Please share this with others. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.